Hello and welcome back on Econwising. I'm your host How Yu, and today we're just going to be briefly talking about、uh, the limits to growth. Now, this specifically refers to the limits of the ecosystems to absorb water and replenishing raw materials in order to sustain the economy.、Uh, back in two,、uh, in 1798, Thomas Malthus pointed out that an ever increasing world population. Would lead to famine. Well, you might ask why. Well, because of resource scarcity. He noted that populations increases exponentially. Um, um, that is, um, the more people there are, the more people will be reproduced. This is all whilst food follows a linear or arithmetic growth because the Earth has limited resources. To put it in a simpler way, in economic growth, the population doubles every 25 years, just for the sake of argument. Therefore, in numerical terms, that would be 100, 200, 400, 800. Alternatively, in arithmetic form,、uh, which is the,、uh, the one concerned with agricultural output in Malthus' theory. Um, the amount of food only increases enough to feed a hundred more people every twenty-five years. So again, in numerical numbers, that would be a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, and four hundred. Malthus then predicted that、uh, continued population growth would lead to widespread disease, famine, and death. Fortunately, though, his warnings didn't really prove to become true. Um, but his basic idea were revived in the 1970s when a group of scientists, economists, businessmen, and women and politicians raised concern about the limits to growth. The gist of this is that the economy、uh, can't keep on pursuing growth because our planet only has so many resources to offer. These range from、uh, oil, copper, iron, etc. Famine is a risk, but even if that doesn't kill us eventually, as I said before,、uh, because we run out of resources,、um, we would run out of food as well, such as fish, etc. There is all not to mention the risk of pollution, the, event- the environmental footprint, etc. This leads to population growth suffering dire consequences because of resource scarcity, famine, and climate change. Um, of course, there are so many other、uh, possible problems, but、uh, it will be impractical for me to mention them all. Now, most economists believe that markets can solve resource scarcity. An example being when oil is say running low, prices rise, thus encouraging people to consume less and find new ways of、uh, either new oil sources or. Other substitutes for oil, but this process doesn't always work, especially for environmental goods such as fisheries, which usually、uh, lack strong property rights. An example of this was、uh, the Brexit talk. Mo,、um, well, th- there was a huge component around UK fisheries, and、um, to be negotiated with the EU. In such cases, governments may have to make growth sustainable by moderating it with economic incentives, such as high pollution taxes、um, or funding green technology. The most radical even argue that economic goals of long-term growth is inherently unsustainable, and there's call for degrowth and less consumption. Now, there are five possible assumptions we can make from such model. 
The first of these being population increases is influenced by crowding, food intake, pollution,、uh, and the rate standard or、uh, the the material standard of living. Living. A rise in any of these four factors tends to drive the birth rates downwards. The death rate decreases with increasing food intake,、uh, the material standard of living, increasing pollution, and crowding. Secondly, the material standard of living really depends on the level of capital relative to the size of population. We then have non-renewable resources, which are continually used up by the production process. That is, the lower the level of the non-renewable sources, the more capital that must be allocated to obtaining resources, and, and thus the productivity of capital for producing finished goods is、uh, diminishing. Finally, agricultural production dep- really depends on land and on capital investment. You know, agricultural lands can be developed or eroded depending on investment decisions. Yields per unit of land can be increased by capital, but with diminishing returns. The limits to growth theory highlights the dangers posed by relentless pursuit of material wealth by developed countries. Now,、um, it warns readers about the consequences of unconstrained growth by the industrialized countries. That is the depletion, the depletion of non-renewable sources, and the consequential deterioration environment. It calls for policymakers, NGOs, and people in general to protect the environment,、um, save non-renewable resources, and control the population. Another really important policy prescription of the model is that governments should voluntarily adopt a zero-growth policy. Such a policy would、mm, require、um, world redistribution of income and wealth for zero economic growth. The redistribution of income and wealth, both within and between countries, will be on a very large scale, and it can only be possible by force, which would lead to upheavals between the rich and the poor. Moreover, the model fails to explain how redistribution of income and wealth can be affected with zero growth rate. Malthus said that the power of population is indefinitely greater than the power of in the earth to produce subsistence for man. He was basically saying that as population increases, natural resources will always be on decline. The main points, really, to take away、um, is that the human population and, by extension, the global consumer economy cannot continue to grow indefinitely. Eventually, there will be nothing to consume. Also, the economy cannot keep growing forever because there's simply not enough to go around.